You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Well, hello, hello, good afternoon, and welcome to another show of Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. I'm your host, Dr. Jeff Werber, here on Pet Life Radio. We are the only live show here on Pet Life Radio, and we want to hear from you. We want you to ask questions. We want you to bug us. That's what we're here for. Just think it's free advice. Pick up the phone. Give us a call at 877-385-8882, or you can go ahead and send me an email to drjeff, that's Dr. Jeff, at Pet Life Radio, or just join in the conversation. Join us online, PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff, and you will be right there waiting to speak with us, asking a question, anything you want. We want to also, of course, thank our sponsors helping us be here for you, and that's ProSense Pet Products, Kong Toys, and our big retail partner, Walmart, who has a, a great array of ProSense products for you, veterinary quality at the consumer mass pricing. Everybody loves that, don't they? So anyway, we have a special guest here, kind of in studio. I guess you can call it in studio, even though we are in, she is in New Jersey and I'm here in Los Angeles, but she's in her little private studio at home and I'm in my private studio here at my hospital. And that is Dr. Heather Lenzer. And um, Heather comes to us. Well, first of all, I met, well, I've never actually met Heather personally, but I know of her because we both have worked on the same show. Heather is general and emergency practitioner and she uh, works as an emergency medicine doc, working closely with the uh, experts. Those are emergency medicine, critical care, board-certified veterinarians. And she is a monthly contributor to the syndicated Fox and Friends. That's on Fox News Channel in the, on the weekends. And that's how I kind of know her because I've also done some Fox and Friends. And also, she's appeared on Today's Show with Kathy Lee and Hoda. And recently, she was uh, elected to be the board of directors of AHA, which is the American Animal Hospital Association as a communications consultant and basically teaching veterinarians something that veterinarians need so badly, and that is how to communicate. So anyway, without further ado, Heather, how are you? Hi, Jeff. I'm great. I'm absolutely great. I can't wait to meet you in real life, but we'll just have to do our virtual studio thing. Like we're exactly, right exactly. So what are the things that you're involved in? I see that you, you know, obviously some local TV, and I know you're based in New Jersey, also in Philly. And what kind of pharmaceutical consulting do you do? I work for uh, Zoetis, which is uh, used to be sure. Pfizer Animal Health. And right. uh, I know you do some, you are friends with them as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I've enjoyed learning a lot about how different medications can really improve the quality of life of our animals. Right. And I see also from your bio that you did something crazy and you married a fellow veterinarian. It, that's like a cardinal sin. I know. Absolutely. But he, I know. He's such a good egg, though. And uh, it's been totally worth it. We've been together over seven years now. And we have two little kids and, like so many other veterinarians, way too many animals. And I accumulated most of mine in veterinary school. So I have an aging population right now. How many do you have? How many animals? I have two dogs. I have one sweet 17-year-old cat. I have uh, about eight fish, four chickens. And these chickens are two years old, Jeff, which means oh. they are older than 90% of the chickens in right, exactly. you know, North America. <laughs> and I have three rescued box turtles. Oh, wow. Uh, that, yeah, that came from a, a rescue organization near in New York City. 
So for everyone out there, Heather does emergency work. So if you have any questions about emergencies, now is the time to contact us at 877-385-8882. And also, Heather, you're consulting with another company that's got a new product out wanting to tell us about it. I'm so excited about this. It's called Tooth to Tail Antioxidant Oral Gel, and it's by a company called Tooth to Tail. And the reason I'm so passionate about this is because dental disease and bad breath are a giant problem in our pet population. As you know, and I'm, this is, I'm sure, something that bothers you as well, we have far too many animals walking around with dental problems. It's 7 out of 10 dogs and 8 out of 10 cats by the, before their age of 3 have some kind of dental disease. Absolutely. And I actually did a little bit of research to see, you know, what is it like on the human side? How much dental disease is there on the human side? And it's about that bad. About 50% of people have serious dental disease that they may or may not be doing anything about. So I am fascinated with the parallels between animal health and human health. And I really honed in on dental disease recently because of learning about this product. And how tooth-to-tail antioxidant gel works is it is loaded with antioxidants, fantastic ones that come from apples, wheat and oat grasses, and even have some natural antibiotic properties like menthol and thymol, which are from the mint plant and the thyme plant. All a dog or cat needs to do is lick a little bit of this gel off of your finger and it goes into their mouth, coats the lining of their mouth, and the antioxidants in that, in the gel, will help neutralize bad breath. And it really works. We have, and I don't know if you knew this or not, Jeff, but we actually got a, we're scheduled to be published in the American Journal of Veterinary Research, AJVR, which is a tough journal to get into. This is a pure science journal, and we're very proud of that. And this study that we did to prove how well it works against combating bad breath will be coming out soon, and we just can't wait to share even more about it. That's great. You know, interesting for those of you listening that are with us today, you know, one of the components of uh, that what causes bad breath, the antioxidants work amazingly well. So that's very exciting. How can we possibly encourage some of our listeners to maybe try some tooth to tail? I have a great situation today because my friends at Tooth to Tail have said that any callers that we get today, it doesn't even need to be about dental disease, anything, emergency medicine, general practice, surgery, anything we want to talk about, our friends at Tooth to Tail will send them a free vial of Tooth to Tail antioxidant oral gel for them to try on their own pets. And they're going to love it. In our clinical trial, 8 out of 10 pet owners saw significant improvement in their dogs and cats' breath in only a few days, and 100% of the veterinarians in the study noticed the breath changes. So it really, really works. So if, you're, if any of our callers like me, I have a little poodle who likes to sleep on my pillow at night, and he's right there by my face, and even though I do a great job taking care of his teeth with brushing and special diets to help crunch some of the plaque off of their teeth, even though I do that on a regular basis, He's still right by my face at night. And now that I'm using tooth to tail, he can snuggle up and he doesn't get kicked off the bed on his dog bed. He gets to be right beside me. So it really works. And you can also get it at their website too, which is www.tooth2tail. That's tooth and then the word T-O, toothtotail.com. You know, it's funny. I have become so immune to that smell because, you see, I I always joke (laughs) that I get more tongue than anybody I know. So I... (laughs) 
<laughs> I am getting licked on the face, right in the mouth, all the time. And people uh-huh. say, oh, my God, how can you do that? His breath is so bad. I, <laughs> I think I have a lousy nose. But maybe, you're you now. Maybe I'm lucky, yeah. But, yeah, uh, very well, maybe. So, but anyway, I think that's great. And, and, and we want to thank Tooth to Tail. So anyone listening, now's the time to call. I mean, just think. From me, you're going to get a free Kong product or ProSense product. From Heather, you're going to get a Tooth to Tail antioxidant gel. You have nothing to lose. But I did want to talk about, Heather, since we have you on and sure. you are emergency room doc. One of the things that you know, I am a dinosaur. And I know Hardly. it. I, I know, Hardly. and I know, and I hear it all the time because I am one of these old-fashioned guys. Kind of like if we had it in veterinary medicine, I would be one. I just don't get the premium dollars to be one, and that is a concierge doctor. Yeah. And believe it or not, I give out my cell phone to my clients, That's and great. I actually encourage them to call me if they have any questions. Because I'm an emergency room doc, and I want the honest to god truth, and I don't want to affect your guys' business at all, but. How many, what percent of the emergencies that you see presented to you, say, you know, in the middle of the night, are actually true emergencies? That it wasn't just the owner not knowing what to do and kind of panicking versus a, like a bloat or, a, you know, a terrible car wreck or something like that. I'd say it's about 20%. And that's, I think that's about fair. A significant portion of, of what I see is, you know, people are, they are at work all day, they come home, their vet is closed. And now they've noticed their dog has diarrhea or is squinting or is limping or something that had, you know, had they been there during the day, they could have taken them into their family veterinarian to be taken care of. Right. And that's Um, exactly, by the way, your number is about what I tell people about. You think so? Okay. I say about 20% of quote unquote emergencies are true emergencies, things that that you really have to get them in today to see a doctor. Exactly. And Um, after midnight or so, I think that percentage goes up because people are really, they're not going to get out of bed just for anything at that point. Exactly. And uh, so, and which is interestingly why I end up giving my phone number out because the way I look at it is this. I have never, and again, I have lectured about this and I, when I lecture to veterinarians about, you know, marketing and, Mm -hmm. and ways to enhance their businesses, I say, at least have somebody, it doesn't have to be you. Have somebody man your phones or have a number that your client could call. And I say, just like you said, up at least to midnight. You will save probably 50% of your clients that have gone. And this is the typical scenario. Typically, we know that emergency facilities are more expensive, as they should be. They need to be better equipped. Mm -hmm. They have full staff throughout the night. Someone has to pay for that. So the scenario I have is a client who panics about something that probably didn't have to panic about runs to the emergency, and I rarely meet emergency clinics that look at the case and say, oh, Mrs. Smith, I know this looks really bad, but it's not. You can easily wait till tomorrow and see your vet. What they're going to do is they're going to do something. They're going to treat it, whatever it is. And if it's sometimes depending on the emergency clinician and, and how they're being paid, you know, they might do maybe more than needs to be done at that time, more than just triage. So then about two weeks later, three weeks later, Mrs. Smith comes to me for something on time that's not a terrible emergency. And I say, here's our game plan. She goes, Doc, I'd love to, but you know what? I'm just tapped out because I spent $400 at the emergency clinic two weeks ago. And so and I tell these veterinarians that in essence, if you don't make yourself available to your clients to help them through these emergencies, then you're hurting yourself in a way because the client is only has so many limited funds. And they may need you, but can't afford you later on down the road. And, and honestly, what I do is if it is really an emergency and I only keep a technician here at night at my hospital. So if it's something that I know I can handle with one tech, I'll come in. 
if it's something like a bloat or something major that I know is going to need a team of veterinarians and, and, a, and a whole surgical crew, I will send them in, but I will call the hospital myself first to alert them that this patient is coming in. So in that way, from the client's perspective, I'm still staying part of that treatment team. And you are, that situation from my perspective as an emergency doctor is ideal because what part of the reason that we as emergency doctors will do a lot more testing at two o'clock in the morning is we don't have that pet's medical history. And a lot of times I wish owners would keep a copy of their medical record on a regular basis, updated on a regular basis, so they can bring it to me at two o'clock in the morning. So I don't have to repeat blood work that was just done or x-rays that were just done. Because as much as I want to be able to break into your veterinary hospital and access your medical records at two in the morning, I can't. Well, you can break into mine. That's okay. That's cool. Okay. So, and what owners will do instead is they'll bring, and this is so frustrating for everyone, they'll bring the invoice. So you will have printed out, you know, what you did, your blood work, your exam, and they bring that to me. And all I get out of that is that it was done and how much it cost. And I don't have the results. And it pains me to say we have to spend this money. But Fluffy is, you know, you say Fluffy doesn't normally act like this. I see a dog who is definitely showing signs of illness and I'm kind of flying blind here. So I love that you call ahead of time. I bet you're also the kind of doctor that lets the ER vet call you back. So I'm sure you give them your cell phone number. And Mm -hmm. that provides continuity of care for everybody. And you are now incorporated into the treatment team for that pet. Because as you're aware, sometimes these animals need to stay at a facility like mine, which is 24-7, fully staffed all the time. They have to stay for a couple of days. Right, And we love being able to have the veterinarian involved. And a lot of hospitals will call vets on a, every morning to give them an update. But proactively having someone like yourself who seeks out giving that feedback is just invaluable. And I think also from the client's perspective, and I, and I would love to hear from any, anyone listening, is I think there's a certain comfort level that people have with their own veterinarian. And they get a little nervous when they're going someplace and they see all this high techy stuff and they, they see the price tags and they get a little nervous. And it's nice to be able to at least chat with their regular vet. And there's, there's a certain comfort involved with that. Just want to yeah. get the break for our quick little two minute break. And then when we come back, I want you to finish what you say. And then I want to add something to that as well. So sure. stay tuned, everybody. We want to hear from you. 877-385-8882. Just think of all the freebies you're going to get today. If you give us a call, we'll be right back. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful, bagless, upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson, music to your ears. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. 
Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Victoria Schaefer, aspiring actress, babysitter extraordinaire, college student, and animal enthusiast, is on her own for the first time in New York City. Follow Victoria and her two dogs, Rue and Echo, as she cares for her furry friends and juggles home life and career, all the while managing to survive in the world's most hectic city. The exciting animal adventures and secret stories from both ends of the leash that make up the tales of the city. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> And I want to welcome you all back to Ask the Best with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. I'm here with my very special guest, Dr. Heather Lenser, who is an emergency room doc and also a TV doc and has done a zillion things, which is great. And we were in the middle of talking about just some of the issues about emergency medical care and some of the differences and some of the things that you can do as a pet parent when it comes to having that emergency that might help keep those costs down and help your emergency room docs out quite a bit. And before the break, Heather, you were just about to make a point. Sorry to interrupt, but go ahead. You were making a great point about how because you're so accessible to your clients, they can call you from the emergency room and you and them and the veterinarian, they can all speak together. Because when we're making difficult decisions like doing an emergency surgery on a 14-year-old dog, for example, that right. has already has a lot of issues, it's very helpful to have your general practitioner who's known that dog for for years and years and years on that team along with the emergency doctors to make that, that important decision. Because as our pets are aging, we all have different ways that we want their last years to be. Right. And that sometimes includes fighting for every last moment by doing very aggressive surgeries and treatments and chemotherapies and that type of thing. But for some other people, and it's not that they don't love the animals any less, but philosophically, they want the last amounts of time, months, years with their older animal to be a little bit less invasive. And having that relationship with a family practitioner is so critically important. And another difference is, and, and people should know that, is that when, you know, we always talk about a game plan. We don't like, typically in a general practice situation, we like to create a plan. I, you know, I always kind of feel like Gregory House, MD, where we have to mm-hmm. do our, get our history, we do our physical, and we sort of rank what the possible problems might be and what tests are needed to rule in or rule out those particular issues, starting with the most obvious and ultimately going to something that's more esoteric. And we have the luxury of time in a general practice situation. We, right. we don't have to do it all in one day. In an emergency situation, however, it's different. And a lot of times those emergency docs are faced with a true emergency and they don't have the luxury of time. So they have to run all those tests at one time because if not having some important information may make the difference between life and death. It is not hard for me in a critical situation to spend $1,000 in an hour trying to find out what's wrong. And again, having a more in-depth relationship with everyone would clearly, a lot of times, cut down on that cost. 
but sometimes you brought up a bloat when the stomachs twist and yeah. our Great Dane owners out there, I'm sure are very aware of that. As only, I think it's a 40% of Great Danes will crazy. have this happen to them. So in a situation like that, I need to go to surgery now. I really do. And with time on our side, a lot of times we can save these guys. You know, it's interesting. One thing you mentioned about bloat, and I think I made this point before to our listeners, but I'll do it again. When you have those large breed, deep chested dogs that are prone to bloat, and you are being a responsible pet parent and having them spayed when they're young, please talk to your veterinarian about doing what's called a pexy. It's a gastropexy. What it does is it tacks the stomach to the body wall so it can't twist later in life. And we are now recommending that for all of our large breeds that are getting their bellies opened up anyway, they're getting spayed. It's not that much more expensive once you're already in there. The anesthesia is paid for. Most of the surgery is paid for to add that gastropexy to the procedure, and that could save your dog's life later yeah, absolutely on. Absolutely. I think that is the best advice I've heard in a long time. I think it's a fantastic idea. There are few things we can prevent in life, but that would be one of them. Right. And, and I think that's a fantastic idea. And what's interesting is the cost of a bloat is, oh my, gosh. Oh my God, it could be ridiculously expensive. Crazy. And it's not always 100% because right. you have some post-operative complications that are very common. So we recommend that to all of our large breed deep tested dogs. So one of the things, Heather, that we um, often get on the uh, show, we get some emails. Mm -hmm. And since I, we have two heads are better than one, I'm going to read an email <laughs> that uh, came up to me. We don't have a lot of time to talk about it, but we're going to. Basically, Tara is writing about two cats, a male and a female. They're living together. They hang out together. They look at the outside world together. And one day, they were sort of looking through a window and fussing like crazy. And she walked over to see what was going on. And the male cat, they were looking at something outside, maybe another cat, maybe a squirrel. And they were like literally hissing like crazy. And then all of a sudden, the male cat started to hiss and go after the female. That's Tuck's went after Taffy. And mm. believe it or not, they are still having problems where Tux is chasing Taffy around as if she's some strange cat. Like Tux has gotten very aggressive and hostile towards them. Did Tara mention how old these guys were? These guys are both middle-aged cats, and they've been together for a long time. It does not say here okay. specifically how old they are, but they've been okay. living together for a while, and they've always gotten along well. So she's tried to uh, you know, do the squirting. Right now, she's separating them, but um, she's obviously very saddened over this because they used to be buds. So uh, from a doctor's perspective, well, you have any idea what you think is going on? Any concepts? I thought I had an idea, but let's hear from uh, what well, you think. I guess I guess I, because the whole emergency doctor thing puts you in a place where you're always looking for the worst possible situation. You'd rather go to a paranoid emergency veterinarian than someone who's like, oh, everything's going to be okay. So <laughs> right. the first thing, you know, so the first thing I go to is, is there something medically going on with this boy kitty? So is there something going on maybe in his brain? And that's why I asked how old he was, because sometimes things like brain tumors can start growing in a small area in the brain. And as they get larger and larger and larger, they can start pressing on certain parts of the brain that can affect vision, uh, right. judgment, that type of thing. Well, yeah, one of the things that I was thinking about, and again, it's sort of neuro-related, but we used to joke in vet school that give me a cat's toughest medical or surgical problem over a cat behavior problem any oh, day of the week. Because cat Absolutely. behavior problems. So, <laughs> so I see this, and I, again, I, I, I'm going to assume that they're younger because she doesn't say anything about it. Up to now, they were totally normal, is what we call redirected aggression. Unfortunately, like Taffy was in the wrong place at the wrong time. 
So now Tux is looking out the window, and he is mad at this other, whatever it was out there that he saw. And he looks to his right, sees nothing. He looks to his left, and who does he see? Poor old Taffy. So now he associates Taffy with what was going on outside that got him really pissed off. So now, every time he sees Taffy, what does he think about? He thinks about what made him so mad in the first place, out that window. So he's going nuts over this poor cat, and she didn't do anything. You know, it's sort of like this. You ever, and this happens a lot, uh, one cat in a two-cat household is brought to the vet, okay? Uh And on pickup, they've always traveled together. They share the same box together. And then when mom picks up, of course, she doesn't want to leave her second cat alone. So she brings the cat along with her, the one that didn't need to come in. <laughs> right. right? You well, know where support. I'm getting with this? Yes. Uh-huh. Just, uh-huh. just for the ride. Come for the ride, sweetheart. Right? So uh-huh. what happens as soon as the cat that was in the hospital goes near that box, he starts attacking the poor, honest cat that was, uh-huh. that was just you know innocent little thing, didn't, didn't do anything. So again, that cat is associating. It's like, you made me come to this place. I'm exactly. mad at you now. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so. and there's not even a cone of shame involved in that <laughs> exactly. scenario. It's, yeah. Oh, God. So what I would recommend doing, Tara, is I hope you're listening, is we need to reestablish that relationship. First of all, maybe getting one of those pheromone sprays, something that, oh, that would more calming formula, something that would just chill Tux out a little bit, and then slowly, if Tux has a treat that he really, really likes, start withholding it from him and then start giving it to him every time. And, you know, when you bring Taffy within 10 feet, give Tux a treat and then make it eight feet and then six feet and keep getting closer and closer. We have to reestablish the relationship they once had. And of course, don't do this near an outside window. Don't do it near anywhere where he might look outside again and whatever it was that freaked him out is going to freak him out again because then Taffy's toast. So uh, if all these things don't work, then I have to go with Heather and say, you know what? Maybe we have to have Tux. Maybe it was just total coincidental and that maybe something is going on with Tux that needs to be explored. And if Tux is older, by the way, then absolutely we have to rule out some medical issues as well. And no pun intended, but he might need a CAT scan. Exactly right. Do you guys have a CAT scan facility at your place? We don't. Not at this one, but I love having them around. I've had them in my previous hospitals, and I love them. Yeah, that's really nice. I mean, it's amazing where medicine is going technologically, and unfortunately, where the costs are going, and just ask any emergency room doc, and they'll tell you, And which is why, and I made this point before, and I, in fact, I made it a couple of weeks ago, when we think about pet insurance and how 60% of pets in Sweden are insured, close to 40% in the United Kingdom are insured, and here in good old-fashioned US of A, less than 1%. We are doing something wrong, and you need to prepare for those catastrophic events where you're going to need a Heather, you're going to need one of these emergency facilities, and it gets sometimes prohibitively expensive, and now's the time to prepare accordingly. And nothing is more devastating to the owner and the whole veterinary team to have to do something like economic euthanasia. Exactly. um, Where the owners can't afford things. Um, Right. And we just talked about that a couple of weeks ago, economic, and it's a scary, scary, sad term. So anyway, believe it or not, our half hour goes very quickly. Heather, we'd love to have you back at some point. Um, I'd love to come back. And uh, and if, uh, here's I'm gonna uh, hopefully I'll offer to anyone who sends us an email, and just put in your email tooth to tail antioxidant gel, and I will talk to Heather and I'm sure we can arrange something to have a tooth to tail sample or tooth to tail product sent out to you as well, even though you didn't have the courage to give us a call <laughs> live here on the show. Is that okay? And we'll reward them anyway. It's a great product. It gets you snuggling back up close with your pets again. And it really works. I, I, I'm, we'll absolutely be able to do that. Excellent. 
All right, so we want to thank you all for tuning in. Pet Life Radio, Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. I want to thank our guest, Dr. Heather Lenzer. And um, we'll see you all right here next week, Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific time, 4 o'clock Eastern time here on Pet Life Radio. Have a good week. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.